Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This episode of the Sartorial Geek podcast is sponsored by Starship Therapies. Starship Therapies is a podcast that boldly explores all things pop culture, fandom, and psychology. It's hosted by Justine and Larissa, who take traditionally boring and serious topics and talk about them in a refreshing and relatable way. The show will leave you with concrete takeaways that help you better understand yourself and the world and also create lasting change in your life, all within the power of fandom. If you enjoy these topics as much as we do, we cannot more highly suggest checking out Starship Therapies wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan and Danae, and I am here with Brett Strassner, aka DJ Archangel. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Um, this is fun. We've never actually met or talked before. This was a uh, we we found each other through the the Kickstarter, and I'm excited to like to to talk about uh, you and the projects you're working on. Yeah, yeah. I always like uh, talking about uh, stuff I'm working on. Kind of, uh, uh, I, I guess, in a way, I've got an innate sense of being a hype man. I get excited about uh, people I've met, things I've worked on, uh, things I'm looking forward to. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I was checking out your website, and like, there are a lot of very different projects, and like, a lot of really cool related, but like touching a wide variety of things. So can you give like a, an overview of the, of the kinds of things that you work on? The, the, the kinds of projects. Um, well, uh, as, as, as you said, they're, they're kind of all over the place, um, in a way that's sort of, uh, my natural state. Um, uh, I'm always kind of looking for, uh, tangential connections for things. Um, and, uh, so, uh, I tend to, I tend to really reach out to uh, projects and uh, opportunities where I see just a, a connection between two groups, two people, uh, two ideas that I think probably have not had too much exposure to each other previously. Um, uh, and of course, yeah, I think that's I think that's really cool. Like that's kind of what that's kind of what we're all about too. Is like connecting people who have similar ideas or like maybe could work together that aren't doing that already. So right. I'm immediately into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, a connection is a, is a very common uh, sort of uh, uh, underpinning theme in almost everything I do. You know, how do I connect these things? I think, I mean, without being too corny, I guess maybe that's even what brought me into uh, DJing, you know, so many years ago is, you know, you're just, you're taking two wonderful pieces of music and connecting them and seeing how they create sort of a new thing all by themselves. Um, I know yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I know a lot of uh, musicians out there like to really hate on DJs and, and being a musician myself. I mean, I, I came up as a drummer. I was in, you know, drumline and band and, uh, you know, uh, even did a little bit of uh, stuff as a drummer in a band for a little while. So, I mean, I did all those things, too. And and I have nothing but appreciation for uh, for live musicians. Uh, 
or, or even electronic live performers, uh, it's, I, I don't think we are really competing for a space. Uh, I think that we're just everybody's offering something different. You know, sometimes you want to see ballet. Sometimes you want to see modern dance. You know, <laughs> sometimes yeah. you just want to see your kids recital or whatever. You know, I mean, it's, it's all different experiences for different reasons. I don't think you've got to rank them. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, totally. There's there's definitely like room for for everything. Is uh is your nerdiness connected to music too, or are they pretty separate? Or um, I, I think I I bring a pretty heavy dose of nerd to whatever I do. Um, cool. <laughs> um, uh, although we used to joke uh, when uh, you know a lot of my drummer friends and I would get together, we used to joke about something we referred to as lug talk, which was when uh when the drummers would sit around and just really talk about like what their drums were made of, you know, Oh yes, I've right. got this <laughs> you know, Mapex shell and, you know, lugs made of whatever. And we're just like, Oh gosh, I, you know, I, I just like hitting mine. <laughs> yep. yep. That makes sense. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's, there's a certain level of, of geekdom that I, I fully appreciate, but I don't necessarily always uh, participate in every single thing that I touch. Um, uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm a scientist. That's actually a, a joke I had with the, uh, the carbon dating artist. Um, uh, you know, he, I think he referred to me as a, um, a scientist by day, DJ by night, you know, world <laughs> or something like that. Um, and, so that's uh, your day job being a scientist? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a physicist. Yeah. Awesome. Um, uh, mostly physicist by title, I guess my academic pedigree is more mathematician. Wow. That's so cool. So, I mean, that's nice to have something that's like totally separate from what you're doing day to day to do like, like as a hobby or do as your night, your night version of yourself. <laughs> your uh, alter ego. <laughs> that's, that's how I look at it is more like an alter ego. I think, uh, I think, uh, some of my, uh, website people are currently working on trying to spin like sort of an origin story story for me or something. I just said, no, nah, bios are no fun. Nobody cares where I went to school. Um, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, just, origin story is way more fun than a bio. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to kind of have fun with it, kind of sort of dance between the lines of actual information and just fun little fiction, because I think honestly, and when a lot of it, comes down to it nobody cares um <laughs> you know about little trivia bits about where i've been you know <laughs> or whatever um yeah so when did the when did the like alter ego start like how did that i mean yeah what is the origin story i guess how did that uh separate <laughs> well, project happen um i'm not sure uh, where where it's going to end up uh going as far as the statement she's she's still working on writing that um but uh the i'd say the rough sketch of it if you uh, like the the elements of truth so to speak would be uh it was uh back in 92 sort of the heyday of the rave era um i was uh going to parties and uh, I, I'd, I'd previously been in sort of like the punk scene, you know, gone to shows. And, uh, so I, I was always, it was that, that vibe, that ele electricity of just sort of being part of, uh, you know, just this, uh, just that happiness, that uplifting feeling, even when you're, you know, just slamming around and bumping shoulders with people, it's still, it's all good vibe. Everybody's excited. And, uh, and, and just the atmosphere is just one of just community and, uh, everybody's, you know, sharing, you know, this experience and, and they're happy that you're there, uh, to, you know, have this with them. 
and uh, so uh, the, my favorite place to go for those kinds of shows uh, shut down. And I, I guess for a little while I was concentrating on more of my athletic pursuits at the time. Uh, I was a flatland freestyle bicyclist. Uh, Whoa, I just, cool. I always choose things that have sort of an expressive nature to them. Uh, and uh, so I was kind of just mostly doing that for a little while. And then I, I kind of stumbled across the rave scene. Um, I was too young to go to nightclubs. Um, so this was kind of my only way to really, you know, go to sort of a nightclub type atmosphere. And uh, back then, um, it really was pretty grassroots. You know, you just kind of go out to wherever it could be a field or a, an abandoned armory or, <laughs> or whatever. And, uh, you know, all sort. there was no real rave click at the time. Uh, or at least not the U.S. I, I think maybe maybe Europe might have already gotten a little clicky, but uh, you know, you you went there, you'd see you know people who were goths and people who were you know in overalls. Um, you'd see uh, you know people in in sort of goodwill clothes. That's kind of where a lot of that that old raver fashion came from. The real tight shirts and big pants. It's because they were fishing stuff out of the goodwill, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Originally that wasn't, you know, that wasn't a a fashion thing. You couldn't like go buy that stuff like at the mall. Um it it was intentionally cheap and easy to come by and a lot of it was sort of ironic before that became a thing. <laughs> um so you know, they people would wear like gas station logo t-shirts and stuff because that's funny. Um, right. <laughs> and, and, you know, nobody's going to charge you much for something like that. Cause it's, why would you pay for that? <laughs> um, and so a lot of it was just kind of silliness, party wear, everybody was being goofy. Um, and so when you went to these, uh, you know, events, everybody was there kind of for the right reason. Everybody wanted to dance and, you know, hear the, hear whatever the DJ had to offer, you know, uh, requests weren't a thing. Um, you know, just you just watched what the DJ was doing and, uh, you know, just danced all night long. Uh, and then when you were tired or when they kicked you out, that's when you went home. Um, and uh, so that's where you got started, like wanting to do that. Yeah. At some point, I just said, you know, I need to be more involved in this. And uh, there really are, in a lot of ways there are only two ways to get involved. Um, you either promote or you spin. Uh, I mean, yeah. there's all sorts of auxiliary stuff you could do, like, you know, be the staff at the door or something. But um, uh, that's uh, I guess that didn't jump out at me since I did actually have a musical uh, background. And so I thought, you know, this this seems like something I'd enjoy, you know, uh, kind of uh, it feels a little symbiotic with the crowd, you know, as opposed to being um, uh, you know, say a musician playing original compositions. Uh, I mean, the crowd really isn't telling you what to play. Uh, but even as a, a rave DJ, you're still making your own decisions and they're not telling you what to play, but they're leading you by their, their response, you know, like, right. You have to feel the vibe of the right. room. It's, still, <laughs> totally. it's like, you're still controlling the show, but you're kind of, you're kind of moving with the emotion and, and you influence their emotion, but they also influence you back. It's a very shared experience. But it's a completely different concept from being a live musician. Um, and I, I just wish they understood that so they know that we're not trying to, um, you know, tread on their space. Uh, there's, there's a lot of enmity there that I wish wasn't. Uh, but, 
you know, it is what it is, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a theme in a lot of things that, I mean, I mean, in nerd space a lot too, there are a lot of like, uh, there are a lot of battles over things that are like, do we really need to fight about this? Or right. can we all just be here for the same reasons and get along? So I totally get that. Yeah. Um, uh, so at some point I, I did start kind of digging out a little space for me and, uh, for some reason, because, you know, because I grew up on comic books and, and all that, uh, for me, it, it was, I mean, there was no way I was going to be DJ my name. I mean, that's no fun. I mean, the, yeah. whole, the whole idea is to kind of give yourself an alter ego and, and, and ham it up. I mean, if you're not doing that, well, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you're missing Absolutely. out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, uh, uh, I, I toyed around with all sorts of names and, uh, at the time, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't real easy to you know jump on a web search and and uh, uh, establish whether or not something was widely used. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, so I had tried a lot of other things, and when you know when I spun on the radio, we'd announce these names, and you know I would just turn bright red, and I was just like, okay, <laughs> that's not the one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Clearly, that name makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, right. <laughs> And so I went through a list of names and then when I finally, I kind of settled on this one because I realized that, you know, the, the sort of the motif of the archangel and sort of how it could, it could be portrayed in a dark way, could be portrayed in a light way. So it had sort of a reflection of your mood, like how are you, want, you where do you want to go with this kind of thing that you could, you could uh, flip any given moment. Uh, and uh, across different mythologies, there are different sort of representations of them. Uh, so I thought, you know, this one gives me some flexibility, but still a framework uh, so that it's, a, it's iconic. Um, and at the time, <laughs> I didn't feel like it was really beaten to death. I was aware that, you know, there's a Marvel character and there are a couple other characters, of course. I mean, it's an English word. You know, there are going to be a few out there. Um, but I wasn't again, not trying to steal anything from anybody saying, I think we can share the space. You know, there can be a comic book character with the same name. I'm not, I'm not trying to be him. Uh, yeah. And it's not as like blatant as like, you know, being like DJ Captain America or something. Like, there are a lot <laughs> right. of versions of that that aren't just like right. specific to one thing. Right. Uh, plus, you know, I mean, Captain America, you know, that's not just taking one English word that could be used to mean lots of things. That's pairing right. a couple. So <laughs> it's pretty deliberate. If I, if I infringed on that, would it be yeah. pretty obvious? <laughs> um, totally. um, but I think if I were like, say, DJ thing, I, I don't think everyone would instantly say, oh, you're clearly being that orange guy from the fantastic right. Four, you know? totally, <laughs> um, yeah. so uh so i was i kind of felt like i was doing something that wouldn't be a problem um and it would be a lot of fun plus i you know i had no aspirations that this was going to take off <laughs> i was just like ah you know i'm just playing on college radio and stuff anyway it won't really matter um and then you know things kind of took off uh i you know i've had uh, lots of things go on for me i've played around the world um most I stay pretty underground, though. I, I don't think I'll ever be famous, but that's fine by me. Um, uh, it's, it's but you, <laughs> your character has like like I said, I was checking out your website before and you're like this character has been a part of so many projects, which is pretty cool. Right. Uh, and I think that that's and for me, that's kind of the fun of it is uh, I'm everywhere, but I'm kind of still in the background and I'm still a little bit of people squint at it and go. I feel like I've seen that before as opposed to, Oh yeah, of course, you know, that's dead mouse or whatever. It's like, you know, I, <laughs> instead they're just like, 
this guy, <laughs> there's something and just like popping up all over. Yeah. <laughs> so how did, how did that work? Because we were, we were chatting a little bit before and like, like your character has been a part of like video games and board games and comics. Like how, how did all of those things happen? Well, um, some of it is, you know, happenstance, uh, collaborations that happen here and there. Sometimes I just know people and I just say, hey, let's work together on something. And then uh, a big chunk of them, you know, will come through me uh, contacting people through uh, crowdfunding platforms um, and things like that. I'll uh, sometimes I'll, I'll sort of approach them and say, hey, your project is a really neat idea. Are you interested in like, you know, a cameo or a walk on or something that might be? That's- kind of super fun. cool and then sometimes That's such a part oh, too because there are so many like new comics starting on platforms like that like that's such a that's a really unique and cool idea. Yeah. And and the way I look at it uh, generally is, you know, I get to have a little bit of fun with sort of a, a running gag of here I am again, you know, sort of my own Stan Lee impression, I guess. And uh and and of course, in the meantime, I'm supporting them, you know, because of course, you know, I, you know, I chip in as, as a backer or whatever. So, you know, we both kind of get, you know, something out of it. And in the meantime, there's an ongoing relationship. Uh, not always, you know, some of them are just like, thanks, see you later. And then others are, you know, I'm still in touch with. So uh, each time I'm hoping to create a lasting connection, it just, you know, it doesn't always work, but um uh, I still know how to get a hold of those guys. So if I ever see like, oh man, you know, that, that one project would really be interested in maybe talking to this other guy or something and I'll put him in touch and then, you know, maybe something comes of it, maybe it doesn't. But uh, generally that's what I'm hoping is to, you know, help create more and more connections either through me or, or just because I happen to know two people who should know each other <laughs> and stuff. That's so cool. I love that. I mean, you know, anyone who listens to the podcast or knows what Sartorial Geek is about, it's basically that. It's like being a network and a community of nerds in all different areas. And that that's such a unique take on doing that that I've never thought of that's so cool. Because, yeah, you're helping, like, people who are trying to get started, and that's amazing and, like, you know, that's a really cool thing to do. And then also you get to do this fun project of like being in all these very, very different, being a part of these very, very different things, like, you know, a new comic or a card game. Like, I just think that's really cool. (laughs) It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, you get to, you get to not only in some cases really help, but also be a part of someone's dream coming true. I mean, and to have that happen over and over, that's, I mean, you couldn't ask for much better than that. This episode of the Sartorial Geek Podcast is sponsored by Jordan Denae. Jordan Denae is your one-stop shop for fandom fashion. We've got everything you need to put together a casual cosplay outfit or add a little geekery to your home. Our designs are all inspired by our favorite characters in stories throughout history and pop culture. You can check us out at conventions all over the country at jordandenae.com and all over the internet at Jordan Denae NYC. So what are, what are some of your favorite projects that you found through, um, through trying to do that? Uh, I, I don't know if I'd, I feel right calling things out as favorites, but I, True. Okay. Uh, what are some, what are some memorable? <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Uh, um, I definitely, uh, I, I, uh, 
some of the ones that get the uh, maybe some of the strongest reactions when people find me are like uh, there's a game called Mercenary Kings. It's sort of a sort of a um, an homage to uh, uh, the old um, Metal Slug games. You may remember those back in the day. Oh, cool! Yeah. Uh, and I'm a I'm a hostage. So if you get far enough into the game, you actually locate my character and bring me back to your base camp and. And uh, oh, cool. I just hang out there. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> um, and then uh, I'm a I'm a trapped soul in this brand new game called Agony, um, where it's it's sort of a hell simulator. You kind of uh, you're just wandering around, kind of trying to I, I believe escape hell. Um, uh, that one's that one's really cool. That's a really heavy game. Um, are these like digital games or board games? Those or are both? digital. Um, let's see. Cool. As far as board games, uh, there's a game called Heroes Crossing, uh, where I actually appear as one of the characters. It's sort of uh, they do the. Uh, the way the game works is, uh, well, without explaining all the rules, um, essentially they have a sort of a little quirky aspect where when you're hiring heroes, um, uh, the level one heroes are like 8-bit graphics, and then the level two heroes are 16-bit graphics. Um, oh, And cool. so they just kind of do that on the cards, and I'm one of the 32-bit heroes. <laughs> Very cool. That's awesome. <laughs> so that one's kind of funny because of the just the, the, the kitschy way that they went about it. Um, yeah, I really like that idea. That's super cool. <laughs> um, and uh, there was also one... Um, uh, see, I do this thing. Uh, it hasn't really done as well as I'd hoped, but I did this thing on Twitter for a while. My my uh, PR people are telling me I need to switch it over to Instagram. Um, but uh, I do this thing where I would do hashtag side quests. And the idea is I would essentially put a bounty on something like, hey, you know, send me a screenshot of, of my character, of you know, you rescuing my character in Mercenary oh, Kings. Cool. And then uh, and I'll give you a free Steam key or something like that. Um and so I was just kind of kicking out all these side quests and people weren't really biting. I guess people don't like free games. Um, <laughs> or maybe I'm just not famous enough and not enough people it are seeing hard. my thing. I totally understand. It is hard to get people to see things you're doing. So I understand that. So I got to work on the exposure part, but, uh, um, and probably so a few of those bounties are going to come right back up since nobody ever did some of the original ones. Um, but, uh, I remember one of them was uh, for this uh, board game called Jet Set, where you're sort of uh, um, managing various airlines and things like that. Uh, and they made an expansion that added hotels at some of the uh, locations. And uh, and I'm in that one, uh, but not me personally, just sort of a, a hotel that's, you know, themed on my uh, – uh, themed on me. And so that's so cool. I put it out to the community again, like, Hey guys, what should I call my hotel? And, uh, um, <laughs> the only Twitter user that responded said Archangels love hotel. And I said, ah, it's a family game. <laughs> I don't think they'll let me do that. So, uh, I had to change it. So I, I called it Archangels deep house because that's funny. And, uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, so that's the one that's in the game. I don't know. That's so cool. I sincerely doubt the game designers have any idea what that's about, but, <laughs> that's, good. that's what happens when you do crowdfunding though you get if you ask for like 
if you ask for input, then you just, yeah. you know, you don't always know where it's coming right. from. I'm, but that's kind of the fun of it. I'm trying not to give them Bodie McBoat face, but, you know. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so how do you find the kind of projects that you, that you get it? Because obviously you have to, you know. You have to search. Like there are so many. Uh, I'm just things. I'm constantly crawling around Indiegogo and Kickstarter and Crowd Supply and you know anything that that uh, has these kinds of platforms. I'm just crawling around looking at projects that interest me. Um, if it doesn't have a cameo tier or anything like that, but I think maybe it could, I might reach out to them. Um, if it's not really appropriate and it doesn't have one, I might back it in, uh, back it anyway. You know, it's, that's not like a condition of me showing right, support. Right, like if it's something you think is really cool. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I back tons of things that I don't appear in. Um, but uh, it's, it's kind of a, whenever I see the opportunity, uh, uh, I'll reach out to them and say, you know, here's what I have in mind. Does that fit your vision? Um, because, I mean, ultimately the goal is they want, to accomplish their vision. So that's got to be first. And then I just ask, you know, do I fit into this? Um, and, uh, that is so cool. Um, I just love that idea. That that's so awesome. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, and I, I, I like to believe that in the end, uh, you know, people, people are happier that, you know, that worked out for everybody. Uh, I generally, I generally believe that transactions should, ha- you know, have, multiple happy parties as opposed to, right. you know, one person got the better of the other or something. That is, yep. That is definitely a good way to look at it. I agree with that too. That's awesome. Um, and, uh, uh, same with like the sympathaloid project. Um, that one, uh, I actually, to be perfectly honest, I've forgotten how I stumbled across them. Uh, it's been a couple of years now. Um, they've, they've, ha- they're going through some uh, revamping right now. So, uh, uh, I think anyone looking into them might, um, uh, see various states of, uh, uh, work in progress kind of going on right now. Um, but, uh, my character, uh, is, uh, his name is, let's see, it's Osamu, uh, Tom- uh Tomotsu and, uh, uh, represents persistent depressive disorder, uh, as far as I know, that had nothing to do with them, <laughs> with my character in, in real life. I think they just assigned that one to me. Um, oh, yeah. Explain explain this project. It sounds super cool. Okay. Uh, so for those who aren't aware, um, it's, it's based on the Vocaloid project, which uh, I won't even pretend to be uh, an expert on. <laughs> I'm mostly just aware of it. Uh, so that's uh, um, the most prominent member of the Vocaloid uh, project is Hatsune Miku, um, uh, an essentially imaginary pop star in Japan uh, who uses uh, artificially synthesized vocal banks to create her um, lyrics for songs. Um, Because of her popularity, after she got, you know, put in so many projects, they eventually... um, you know, started giving her performances and tour dates and started treating her a little more like uh, treating her a little more like a, an actually existing person, um, uh, including, as far as I, I recall, actual holographic shows and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's <laughs> uh, actually when they did that with what was that Tupac? I think they did over here. Um, yeah, and Coachella. I remember that was I, I, I even said, hasn't Hatsune Miku been doing that for like 
years. <laughs> um, that's so, that's such a cool. I mean, I had never heard of it before today. That is um, that's very cool. So uh, the the idea with the Sympathaloid project is it's the same idea as Vocaloid uses uh, open source versions of the same software. Um, and uh, they get all the voicers in there to, you know, create our sound banks. And then the idea is uh, each voicer's sound bank is sort of, again, assigned to sort of a persona, just like Hatsune Miku. And, uh, and then uh, anyone who wants to use one of these vo- uh, voice banks uh, is free to do so as long as their project promotes awareness of mental illness. Uh, That's so cool. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, project. Um, I, I wish I could do more for them. Um, uh, they, uh, just uh, the best I can do is just you know <laughs> uh, make people aware they exist. Uh, you know, because um, I, I I'm sure sometimes they get overshadowed by uh, Vocaloid and uh, and just you know resources. I'm uh, but they're there and they're great. Uh, I'm I'm delighted to be a part of the project. Um, and, uh, there's another thing that I've been working on. Um, uh, I, I, I originally called it DJs without borders, but I've been advised that maybe that name needs to be, uh, uh, reworkshopped. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> what's the, uh, what's the project? Um, the idea is, uh, so, uh, in the, in the deep house experts group we have on Facebook, um, uh, there are DJs from all over the world, um, many who are producers um, and many who are not. Uh, those are two different skill sets. Uh, hey, promoters of the world, those are two different skill sets. Anyway, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, uh, some people uh, uh, really want to promote more of their, of their mixing work, their performance work. And uh, so one of the things I thought would be really cool is, you know, hey, there's this guy in, say, South Africa. They have a thriving and wonderful deep house community. Um, I, I, I wish I could spend every weekend in South Africa uh, or various other parts of Africa where they're just really just embracing deep house. Um, but uh, uh, they uh, so there are people over there, people, you know, in various parts of Europe and the U.S., Japan uh, in this group. It's a huge group. And I thought, what if. I really wanted to do a collaboration, you know, with uh, some guy in Uganda. How am I going to do that? I mean, you know, <laughs> we're like a almost a full day's plane flight away from each other, and you know that would get expensive if it's coming out of our own pockets. And you know, promoters aren't going to foot the bill for that unless there's something, you know, some kind of big to do to make, be made of it. What if we just want to work together and see what happens? Um, or you know, even more so, what if, what if we wanted to include this guy in Canada and, and that guy in Costa Rica, uh, you know, now this has gotten to, if we're not all mega famous people, this is never going to happen. Um, but that shouldn't stop us from reaching out to each other and sharing our creative ideas and being able to work uh, with each other as if we were in the same room. So my idea was, so like one of us gets the ball rolling, you know, makes like a quick mix of two or three tracks and then just takes that file and sends it to the next guy. And then he mixes some stuff into that, you know, takes that file, sends it to the next guy. And we just kind of send it around and it's a mix around the world without any of us having to have been able to be in the same room. So that sounds super cool. Uh, and it's, uh, we're kind of, still working with, um, some software issues right now, <laughs> but, um, 
uh, once that gets off the ground, I'm, I'm kind of hoping to, um, uh, put that on my website or something. I, uh, unfortunately we're DJs are a little under attack right now due to some SoundCloud uh, takedown issues and things like that. So uh, that's another thing we're trying to figure out, okay, where is this going to live <laughs> once we get it yeah. fully produced? So uh, uh, people of the world who hear this podcast, if this ends up not happening, I very much apologize, but you know, the, the powers <laughs> that be were, were against us. We'll do our best though. <laughs> I, yeah. I think we all understand projects that like are awesome ideas and just sometimes logistically don't work out. So <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah. Um, and that's so cool though. I love like all these different ways to like, these are, these are a lot of very, very different ideas that are all like the theme of connecting connecting things that aren't already connected is is very cool to me i really like that it's a it's it's an important thing to me uh, i um uh in fact uh there's mm, this is another project that's still in its infancy um you've caught me in the middle of a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> that's, that's cool though that means a lot's happening that's awesome um, so uh I've been working on uh, on sort of my own comic book, um, but I'm working with another artist because, uh, uh, you know, sure, I can I can draw and stuff, but not probably not to the level that I would think really needs to be out there. So I'm kind of trying to reach out to some people to kind of get this done. And uh, it, it started out, I will completely own up. Originally, it was a vanity project. It was just meant to be sort of a marketing ploy. But then uh, as I started work, working through the idea, trying to get it kind of kitschy and stuff, I started thinking, you know, this might have some legs. Um, and uh, the idea was I wanted to create uh, the idea of the four housemen of the apocalypse. So it's, you know, four sort of house music guys. Um, and I already had in my head the four, you know, four uh, DJs who would be uh, represent these ideas. Uh, keeping in mind that apocalypse actually comes from uh, an, the old Greek roots, uh, meaning knowledge. So it actually doesn't mean anything about destroying anything. Um, uh, oh. So the idea was, you know, you've got these four guys. And then I thought, well, OK, so we've got the four housemen of the apocalypse. We've got the the imagery. Everybody gets it. But. You know, it doesn't really make sense that they're music guys, but they're like war and famine. I'm like, so that's that's silly. We got to come up with four other ideas. And again, because I have uh, no problem with being unabashedly corny, um, <laughs> I instantly just it just jumped into my head. Plur. <laughs> I grew up with this for years. So uh, that's the old sort of uh, rave uh, creed. Um, uh, peace, love, unity, respect. There you go. That's perfect. And uh, so I'd already kind of figured out who three of them were. And I just said, well, you know, guys, this was my idea. So I'm unity. <laughs> there you <laughs> like, go. Everyone else may be yeah. way more famous and more deserving of this than I am, but it's my idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I understand that. <laughs> and, uh, and I figured, well, uh, also, you know, I'm the one bringing everyone together. So in a way it does sort of uh, jive. I'm just, maybe not as famous yeah. as everybody else. Um, now I will, uh, say at the moment, um, some of those big famous guys, they, they, they're a little confused by the project. So it may end up, they're not going to get attached to big famous guys after all. And it may just be, okay. So these other three, uh, housemen of the apocalypse are just going to end up being, uh, not real people. And that's okay. Um, you know, I understand. Yeah, that's cool to have an adaptive way to do yeah. it, depending on how it actually works yeah. out. Yeah, I, I, you know, I have some level of networking, but I don't, you know, 
uh, I'm not dead mouse, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I, I can't necessarily just call up Daft Punk and say, hey, want to be in on a project? Um, right. <laughs> Understandably, that would be awesome, but I totally get that. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, uh, that's that's something I've been working on. And it, it's 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 a it's a, again, a, sort of a little kitschy thing to kind of give more creativity and and ways to bring people together and, and join projects. Uh, so eventually, hopefully that's going to also see some light of day. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. So, like, because, you know, there are so many different projects that you're working on right now where um, if someone listening wants to, like, see what you're up to, where, where are the best places to, to follow you or like see what projects are happening right now? Well, I guess we're currently working on that. Um, I am going through a little bit of uh, update right at the moment. Uh, I've always tried to maintain that uh, uh, www.archangel.pro is the place to find me. I, I'm always there. Um, it may be, a, you know, there may be a, um, things going on with the website as it's, you know, growing or changing, but I'm always there. Uh, Twitter. So that's the, the best place to then like find which links you're like actively using and pretty stuff. much that's, that should be the most up to date of anything for me, mostly because, you know, it's under my control, you know, uh, you know, ages ago, maybe I would have said, Hey, MySpace, and then it's gone. And, and right. then, uh, <laughs> yep. so eventually you have to stop saying, well, I'm going to send you somewhere that might be gone in 10 years. Cause I expect yep. to still be around in 10 years. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, I am on Twitter and I do try to kind of post things that I'm working on or, uh, you know, like I said, I've got the side quest project. Um, uh, so, I mean, there's that. And then, uh, I am on Instagram, but I don't do much on there yet. I'm, I'll probably start changing that. I kind of avoid Facebook for this kind of stuff. Um, uh, in a lot of ways, I just see Facebook as more personal than commercial. So, yeah. um, I kind of, uh, I do post music related stuff and event related stuff. Um, I generally throw out an invitation to the entire world to celebrate my birthday with me every year. I, you know, offer, you know, if anyone from some other part of the planet wants to come and they, and resources are a problem, just reach out to me. I'll see what I can do to help out, you know? So I kind of throw out the world party invitation every year, but other than that, I, That's so fun. <laughs> other than that, I keep it pretty personal. Um, and just, you know, talking to my friends. Um, in fact, uh, uh, I think the, the only person who actively really maintains much of a DJ uh, Archangel uh, Facebook page is some other guy. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so, um, um, awesome. Yeah, no, that's great. And I totally understand that that social media changes all the time. So um, just having a website where everything is updated, I think makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, awesome. And uh, I'm, I'm also hoping sometime in the near future, uh, I, I will be participating in podcasts a little more. Uh, most of my stuff is a little more on my science end of things. Uh, um, but, uh, I, I work with a lot of training in, in, you know, medical imaging and all sorts of other things. So I may be having some podcasts that are maybe a little too nerdy for a lot of your listeners. But, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are definitely people who I'm sure that overlaps with um that might be a little too much for me personally but that's awesome um and uh, uh but i am uh i i have been slowly kind of increasing uh my uh my understanding and stuff of a lot of streaming opportunities uh 
mostly I've been just sort of a passive viewer on Twitch. I'm hoping at some point to maybe go on that route. Uh, once I saw that Twitch was a platform for things besides just, hey, watch me play a game. Um, uh, although I feel like they're backing off of that. So again, it's like, ah, just as I was starting to kind of get what they're doing, they're, <laughs> they're changing. Uh, so that's another problem is sometimes it's, you got to figure out, okay, where am I going to go that hopefully will be there long enough for me to do what I'm trying to do. Um, yep. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome though. I'm sure you'll keep, I'm sure you'll keep your website updated as you like figure those things out. So right. that makes a lot of sense. Um, awesome. Uh, oh, and also, uh, probably this year I'll also be doing a little bit of a radio tour, um, where I'll mostly be mostly be doing things, talking ideas and stuff. Uh, I don't know if there'll be much that's music related according to my PR team. Uh, but it's, it's mostly going to be me just kind of doing more almost like talk show kind of stuff. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a different kind of thing for me, but I guess that's, that's something we're going to try. <laughs> that's awesome. Good luck with all of that. That sounds really cool. I'm excited to like see what some of these projects turn into. That's very awesome. And thank you so much for, uh, you know, for supporting our, our crowdfunded project and for uh, coming and talking to me today. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so please go check out uh, his website. We'll link to everything in the show notes. And then um, if you like this podcast and want to hear more episodes, you can, uh, you can subscribe, you can leave us a rating, a review. You can check out our Patreon if you want to help us out that way. But thank you so much. Have a great week and we'll talk to you later. You too. Bye. Bye.